Welcome to the big show. It's uh, it's nine oh five because we're on TBS now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we hope you enjoyed the Beastmaster. <laughs> Catch, uh, we'll be here for what's on your mind, and then uh, afterwards, Night of the Lepus. There you go. Eleven oh five is the TBS late late movie. Uh, but first, we've got a chock full of of uh, hearsay kind of show to bring to you tonight. Obviously, we're all thrilled. Uh, but first, enjoy our kick-ass theme song. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Welcome to What's on Joe Mind. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. I'm your host, Mike Arizari. How's everybody doing? Ooh. Yay. Right. It's it's been that kind of week, right? Like we and it's you know, only Tuesday. Right. We uh we we ha- this is as full as our house is gonna get tonight. Um I, I that's that's on me. That's entirely on me. Uh we did not have a, a great week after Tuesday last week. Uh, so I didn't want to get a hold of somebody on short notice and, and put anybody through the, the short prep week where there wasn't even a whole lot of news to discuss. Uh, really, probably the biggest news item happened today, uh, and we'll certainly get to that as the show goes on. But joining me here in the top row, as always, uh, the former head of the brand for Hasbro, it's the hot show, Mark Weber. That's what I'm talking about. But wait a minute. If we go back, we had four and a half people, right, two weeks ago hosting. And then we had four. Now it's three. It's like a bad horror movie, right? Right. Pretty soon Rob's going to say, I'll be right back. And and spoiler, <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> that's just I, how it works, right? I have a little friend. If, oh, that's, what, if that's what it's going to take, I volunteer to be the person <laughs> right. to leave the room. <laughs> Maybe there's a creaky noise out in the in the shed, and he should go check that out. Right. Like, yeah. I think there's a creaky, creaky noise in my bedroom that I need to examine very closely. <laughs> I'll be very honest with you. There aren't enough creaky noises in my bedroom. But hey, moving on. So there you go. Moving on. (laughs) No, my family's out of town this week. Where are they they this time? Uh, Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) The hell, Weber? Don't you get to go anywhere? No, Phil's hanging out with Phil. So I just looked at it, and they're on the Biff McConkie Nine Prestige Pass. I don't mind the I don't mind the flight, but then once you get on the ninety to the four hundred five to the three sixty two, you know and it's, it's jam. jam. So <laughs> now I have I have limited uh, vacation days at my uh, current we'll call it that current job. Uh, and last year I only had one day uh, for Christmas break. So Phoenix, we have Christmas in Phoenix. So I flew in on a Friday and flew back on Monday, and <laughs> it kind of sucked. So yeah. we're trying to preserve some vacation days for a better Christmas. So for there are double spring breaks out here in Rhode Island because that's how we roll. So I took the kids to Bend for the first spring break. And now Michelle is taking the kids to Disneyland. 
but they they have like they're like friends from their school who are going to so it's not like i ba- i bailed on the family vacation okay i didn't i didn't go on the big group trip double but that spring, means double spring breaks yeah I I, ju- I just got, I just got done with mine and would would love to do another one. Yeah, teachers like it best, I think. Yeah, that uh, that slight dripping sound you hear is rack time Rob salivating. Right. <laughs> but I've been going wild. Let me tell you, there's been a lot of eternal baseball. I've watched Yankees on the big screen. That's pretty cool. I made sloppy joes tonight because nobody else likes sloppy joes. Like the hell, we made that last know. night. What the hell? I'm right. I don't. I don't know if you guys know know this, but I live my life right there on the edge, baby. <laughs> And that's that's where I'll be till Saturday night at 10 p.m. Right, you you uh, you're stepping it up this week. You got the caffeinated coke. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty big time, right? Yeah, I've been drinking. I've been drinking lemonade. I'm on a lemonade, not diet, but my dentist. Follow this. Said drink as much lemonade as you can for a week. Mm-hmm. Okay, best dentist ever, right? He must be the fifth dentist, right? When they say yeah. four out of five dentists approve, right. I got number. I got number five. He doesn't want you to try it, and he wants you to laughy taffy. Pretty right. much, go chew some ice. It's good for you. Okay. Right. Hmm. In the bottom row, he is. Uh, what, what's your uh, your ship's purser? There you go. <laughs> I'll pull uh, out love boat tonight. <laughs> I wasn't going to pick your ship's photographer because that just means. Ships going down. Is that like a celebrity Jeopardy category? Like the pen is mightier, or a therapist? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> don't don't go any further than that. We don't want to get demonetized. I didn't, right? Look how good I was. Yeah. Right? Just I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there. Throwing it I'm out. A good dude. I'm a good boy. This this is a show that uh, you know those running gags. They tend to get their momentum. I just needed to cut that one off. <laughs> right. You weren't sure I had the I had my turn indicator on, but you weren't sure I was going to go. Well, I mean, you threw it out there. I'm making. Sh- I was making sure Rack Time Rob didn't pick it up. Oh, okay. But, yeah, because I I did lob that right over the rim. Right, and, uh, right, yeah. right. It wasn't so much you. I wasn't. I'm not expecting you to get step one and step two. Right. Mark, come back, you rogue! Right over the rim, and Rob comes through with two hands. <laughs> Over the shoulder. Shack Daddy. 180 reverse. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> he is uh, international man of leisure, rack time, Rob. Back from spring break this week. Yeah. Counting down the days till the next vacation, I'm sure. Uh, 36 as of today. but 36 calendar days or 36 school days? 36 school days. All right. That's, that's not better, but... Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I've done the Friday before Memorial Day. There you go. There you go. And uh, what will you be doing with that vacation time? <laughs> Goofing off. Yeah. yeah. Goofing off and eating candy. That's I right. approve of that plan and sloppy joes. Oh yeah. Uh, Firefly asking the big questions: Is that the rumors? Are we getting lo- new love boat figures? <laughs> we can hope. Let me answer that in a gesture. I mean, Migo is back. <laughs> Ready? <Right. laughs> you know, uh, Dave Draper could use another Isaac figure as the one he, he's got. You know, it's been there since 81. So it's uh, still, still not selling. I, look, I, all I know is he's got it set up in his basement in his display. He's serving drinks to Joe's. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's a good as 
That's as good a fate for an Isaac figure as one can oh, yeah. hope for. It's right? not bad. He did well. I mean, sling, slinging beers to soldiers. That's job security is what that is. <laughs> right. No, no, keep they're frosty Yojo Colas. Whatever. Uh, Doesn't matter. Keep, keep them coming, Barky. Uh, Absorvid says, hey, everyone. Hey. Hello, What's de facto up? video director. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's the gentleman behind all of our psychedelic community calendar entries. Our, our all of our all of our high quality bumps. <laughs> they are high quality bumps. I'm just laughing because they make me laugh. But um, uh, Doug Della reminds us that there was a Charlie's Angels crossover. That was oh, you know there was baby Love Boat ever got, and it had Bert Convy. Bert Convy. Wow. Yeah. Was that one of the late episodes with Larry Storch too? I don't think so, no. All right. I think it was actually like, you know, backdoor pilot for the love boat out of Charlie's Angels or something. I don't know. It's an, I think it's an early Angels. Okay. Bert Convy. <laughs> Bert Convy as an actor, not just the host of Super Password. Yeah. yeah. He never got an action figure. <laughs> I don't know. How, how Was there any, ever anything for Cannonball Run? Uh, I, I believe there were diecast cars, but of course he was on a motorcycle. Mm. Uh, Huda Cobra Commander seven eight eight. Thank you for the lead in, sir. We appreciate your 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 good tidings toward us as always. Dropping in before I get back to editing. I'm glad I can make it live for a little while. Well, why don't you just stick around? I'm Best. sure he's glad he came in for the love boat and Burt Convy discussion. Right. Best neighbor ever. <laughs> as, as I'm sure most of our fans did. Remember, if you're watching us on facebook tonight go ahead give us a thumbs up give us a heart give us a little huggy guy Uh, we love little huggy guy Uh, anything to make any reaction makes the the algorithms do their work if you're catching us on youtube go ahead give us a thumbs up and of course subscribe to the channel good lord um we've had some decent growth the last few weeks let's keep it going um you know just uh if, if you're watching us here they've they've already got you you might as well just subscribe we don't we don't bomb you out with video content five six times a week You'll, you'll get us every Tuesday, uh, and then maybe if there's a special edition like once a month, there be something. The, the, occasional, the occasional news drop where we jinx a project, something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and if you're hate-watching us, that's fine, too, because we know right. there's a few of you out there. Just click Little Angry Guy. We like Little Angry Guy. I operate I operate like like Emperor Palpatine. I just feel the hate. That's it. We, uh, we drink your tears. That's it. We have for 12 years. Uh, Hans Chow says, uh, Racktime Rob is a teacher like me, the most brutal of fulfilling jobs. <laughs> Here's to you, fellow educator. Yes, we've uh, we've made reference many times to Racktime Rob. He's a special ed teacher at the local high school. Um, the high school that we both went to that I do not know my way around. He didn't go to class a whole lot, apparently. No, I, I, oh, I no, they completely retool, remodeled. And I mean, just, oh, they re- oh, okay. yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's twice the size it used to be. None of the places that I went to class in looked like they did before. <laughs> um, most of the places where I would be going to class if I were a student there now didn't exist when I was there. Yeah. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But uh, we've wasted. I think they just ripped out the last part you would recognize. I, what the gym? The field house, the band room. Oh well, I, yeah, no, that's that's they've been using the new band rooms for for a while, yeah. now, so I'm I'm done with there. But uh, anyways, uh, we've wasted enough of America's time. Uh, what do you say we go ahead and, and maneuver our way into the community calendar? Poland too. 
Uh, yes, according to the metrics, uh, I think the Netherlands is our number two right now. Uh, Absorb it. I will write you a new theme. Anything to stop that one. Well, there we go. Remember, if you've got a show that you want on the community calendar, be sure to hit us up at uh, what's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. That is the way to guarantee inclusion. Uh, You can try sending it to other social media. I can't promise you that I'm going to remember to get it in there. Um, There's, I have very limited amount of time to build these things. So please, if you just, if you, if you want to see it here, what's on Joe mind at gmail.com is always the best place for any kind of correspondence to the show. Uh, We appreciate you getting a hold of us on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. But if you, if you're looking for something to get in the show, Gmail address. Anyways, first up, uh, this coming up this Saturday, it's the Super Toy event, Super Toy event. Wow. In Canfield, Ohio. Brought to you by The Ghost 93.3. <laughs> that is a deep, a regular show deep cut. If you got right. it, God bless you. I've been watching regular show. I've been, been doing the, the binge of regular show. And I just passed the episode where High Five got a girlfriend. So uh, it's 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 late season five gets pretty High Five ghost intensive. You got you're well past really real wrestling, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, which was fantastic. But one of the one of the hallmarks. Yeah. But uh, ten to four, five dollar admission. Visit their page on Facebook for more details. Uh, I don't think vendor spaces are still available. I just got an old graphic. I'm kind of lazy that way. 93.3 The Ghost. The Ghost. I thought there was a wolf. I don't know. I think that's a different... Or no, it is 93.3 The Wolf. Yeah. I don't know what that ghost is before that. But he doesn't have a hand coming out of his head, so I'm less inclined to listen to him. Right. Screw you, ghost. We're listening to The Wolf. Ow! We're part of The Wolf Pack for life. Nothing, nothing but twenty-four hours, seven days a week of Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, <laughs> with a little Duran Duran mixed in. Very good. <laughs> exactly, the uh, old Wolfman Jack bumpers. <laughs> wow, that's, that's. I'd listen to that station. I, I probably would. I, I would listen to it for ten minutes before I but, went insane. And some Warren Zevon coming up after the break. <laughs> You know, I saw Lon Janey Jr. Uh, walking on the street. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's this Saturday, Canfield, Ohio. That's a uh, Canfield, can't miss it, Ohio. Uh, end of the month. We're really getting close to that. We've had this one on the calendar for a while. It's going to be weird doing a community calendar without it. Uh, but April 30th, the Greater Adirondack Tillian Comic Show. Uh, that is uh, another $5 show from 10 to 4 in Lake George, New York. Popular vacation spot for all us island types. Mm-hmm. Uh, their ghost of honor uh, of particular note, as we've said several times, uh, Lisa Raggio, who is Zorana on G.I. Joe back in the day. It is the first time she's doing a show. Uh, so get out there and be nice if you're in the area. Jesus, Don't, don't scare her off, Jesus. Right. Yeah. At least wait till the second show for that. But uh, be nice on this first one. Behave yourselves, for God's sake. 
only, you know, just have her sign action figures, not weird stuff. And if you're thinking about saying, are you wearing earrings or not? <laughs> she won't the guy in though. front of you said that. So, Yeah, and she still Skip won't understand it. the reference, I'm sure. Skip it. <laughs> oh, I got actually got a question. I think, Mike, you might be the one man to answer this. What, what's that, Mark? Uh, which Spider-Man is that? I'm not sure. That is, uh, that's workout Spidey. You see he's got his hooded sweatshirt on. He's about to to get to the, the Planet Fitness and put in a good 20 minutes on the treadmill. Isn't that Planet Fitness 616? I, I always get him confused. So. There's so many Planet Fitnesses anymore, I can't even keep track. Spider-Man's the kind of guy who would be texting, sitting on the machine he's not using, I think. Spidey? No, no, I don't think yeah. so. He's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. No, no. He, he, Although he, this, I think, is one of the clones, which means he's probably a dick, so he might. <sighs> but if I they're mean, clones, shouldn't they be the same? I mean, he's he's Spider-Man. He's probably sticking to the ceiling sending text messages. <laughs> he's probably... That, that's seriously a weird flex, just to be standing on the ceiling doing curls over people. Right. You know, Pretty slick. That's not bad. Which of the other 475 Spider-Men are calling him? You, you fuzzed out a little bit there, Mark. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you really did, so I just I really didn't hear you. But I guess the answer is, which is my favorite? Is that the question? No, which of the other 475 Spider-Men are spotting him today in the gym? Uh, probably, probably not punk rock Spider-Man. That's all I know. He's got, like, the spike, right? Yeah, that, that guy doesn't spot for anybody. He's not at the gym. Right. There's a whole new wave from Hasbro that's all Spider-Man, and I think a couple Spider-Women. Uh, yeah, well, it's the the next Across the Spider-Verse movie has a bunch of those guys in them. It's so good. I can't wait for the third one. I wonder what they're going to do. But anyways, the, the serious question, serious answer to your question is is what our, our own Biff McConkey-Donk says. I think it's Ben Riley. Yeah, I think okay. so. So, and uh, Doug Dello reminding you, don't, don't be, be a duck. <laughs> we don't know that he was reminding me specifically. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. Mm-hmm. Next up. <laughs> In its new location, it's Toy Palooza uh, at the AHN Sports Complex. In what is that? Cool Springs Drive, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All right. It's Pugaha. Uh $5 admission there for 11 to 4. VIP gets you in an hour early, but that's 10 bucks. Visit them on Facebook for more details. Parking is free, so you know this is a quality show. Uh, tickets can be purchased online at toypalooza.com. Uh, that's a good place to meet yourself and Matt Rubin. And again, that's the AHN Sports Complex at 1060 West Addison, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> uh, Chicago, Pennsylvania, you mean. Chicago. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it would be Toy Illusa. Ooh, that's, that's gonna work. That's not gonna work. No, at be all. To, yeah. It'd be Toy Pill Loser, right? Mm. Marketing. Kahabaka. <laughs> Come on down to Klaatu Barada. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, David Allen with the question for the night. Uh, what about Scatman Crothers? He died in 1986. Right. Probably doesn't do a lot of shows anymore. No, no. What about Scatman Crothers? Or his evil clone, Scatman Scat Sruthers. Right. Yeah. 
Look, man, don't pick on typos. Live chat, it, live chat is a tough game. I suppose that's you got to get your shit in there right at right at the right time, right there. Because <laughs> if you don't type phenomenon do 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 do, somebody might be you. Well. <laughs> and it's not phenomenon; it's mana mana. That's right. They even have shirts about that, right? A phenomenon is an actual thing. Mana mana. That's nonsense lyrics. Quality nonsense lyrics. The first thing they ever did on the Muppet Show. That guy's still living off the royalties of that, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. May 11th from 9 to 2, it's the Toy Man Show. Uh, I think this is the third one they're doing for this this year. Uh, Out at the Machinist Hall in Bridgeton, Missouri, just to the west of beautiful scenic St. Louis, uh, just south of the airport. Because I know that's that's what's dragging them in. That's um, and uh, Sean Russell missing the boat as always. What about Scatman's brothers? Oops. <laughs> There's seven of them, and they're all getting married at the same time. Yeah. What if Sally Struthers married Scatman Crothers and hyphenated? Right, she'd be Sally Struthers Crothers. That's awesome. <laughs> so Nine to two, five dollar admission. Uh, parking is bountiful and free. Uh, Fifteen dollars gets you in an hour early. Uh, that is when the deals are there. Uh, that is not anything to sneeze at. If, if there is some weird stuff at Toy Man, almost by rule, um, if you're anywhere close to St. Louis, get yourself to Toy Man at some point this year. Uh, it is absolutely worth your drive. Free hugs. That's right for Dave Draper. Yes, that's. Tell them what's on Joe Mind sent you. They will give you that 0% discount at the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, same day, out uh, out on the left coast, the SoCal Joe Show with its next incarnation. They, they do this one, what, twice a year? I don't know. We don't have we don't have principal SoCal Joe Show correspondent Biff McConkey-Dunk on the program this week. So, But he is in the chat. He's he, around. He should be at Disneyland checking in on the family. He, he ditched him on Space Mountain. Right. Yeah, if he got tired of him, I, I get it. That's that's a lot of teenagers to be in proximity of for a long that's time. True. That's true. But uh, that is in the at the Embassy Suites in Temecula. Temecula. Uh, Temecula. I it's uh, pronounced Temecula. No. No. No, no it's not. Not at all. Uh, general admission five dollars. Tend to get in early. Uh, cosplayers and children ten and under are free. Uh, ten to three p.m. Uh, VIP gets you in an hour early. I think I saw that they announced uh, their classified figure for this. Yes, yes, I believe they're doing Dana mm-hmm. as their which, their their convention exclusive this time around, which is a, a great use of all those uh, Lady J bodies that are out there. Mm-hmm. And, and October Guard fan number one, Joe Colton, who's now 19 months pregnant, is thinking about <laughs> making that thinking about making that roadie now. Right. It's um, not that far, really. No, no, it's that's a that's an easy drive. She'll just rent a rent a van or something. I'm sure. It's a domestic flight. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're making up time as you had head west, so it's not that bad. Right. Her coming, her... coming back's a bitch, though, man. <laughs> Right. West to east sucks. As as she drives west, she will get slightly less pregnant. 
I drove almost coast to coast once and, and there were a couple of days where I was like chasing the sun, right? I go a little faster. I get more daylight. <laughs> That's like 20 year old wisdom. I knew right. everything back then. It's so weird. Have, right. have, have to get dad to tell the story of when he got out of the Navy driving back from San Diego to New York. <laughs> Did he take the shortcut? <laughs> For for the amount of time he says it took him, he may have. <laughs> yeah, he, he was uh, he was ready to be done with the navy. I I, used I, to... figured, I, I figured he'd just go to like Kansas and stop. Come get me, navy. No, no, no. He was in Kansas. That's why he joined the navy because he went to oh. Kansas State and hated it. <laughs> so he was Skip A. Stone, basically, huh? Yeah. yeah. To get away. He was like, "Oops, wrong Manhattan." <laughs> Yeah, our our dad uh, after finishing high school, he went to community college in Vermont for a year. Um, while there, set a a league record for fastest ejection from a basketball game. Um, five fouls in less than a minute. Oh, I assume he just punched a guy like on the opening day. There, from what I understand, there were two technicals in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then it's, the next year went to went to Kansas State, thinking that distance would would uh, would help him sort out his problems and then no no it was so bad there that he joined the navy <laughs> the navy i never liked kansas state <laughs> it always like in the 90s when they were pr pretty good football but they wouldn't schedule anybody or people wouldn't schedule them they always had like a terrible league and a cupcake uh, preseason, not preseason, but out of out of uh, division games. Right. So they'd end up at the end of the year, they like lose their last game and be ten and one, and they'd be like, "How come we're not in a big bowl?" It's like you didn't beat anybody. Right. The Can't one see. game you played, you lost. Right. You played Nebraska right. and lost by forty. So <laughs> at least thirty-five every. Welcome year. to the Chick Fil A Bowl. Welcome to Tucson. At least it's warm. Yeah. Like a like a turd. <laughs> The weather is nicer than you deserve. Right. Go to El Paso. That, that was back in the days when all the bowl games were in nice weather. You go to the Sun Bowl. And if you want to hop the fence, we don't care. I mean, these days they're making you go to the Bronx in, in January. It's oh, terrible. Yeah. Look, at least that's New York. There's bowl games in like Akron. Who's going to Akron for a bowl game? <laughs> The vulcanized rubber bowl. January is not a bad January is not a bad time to be in New York. The garbage is still frozen. True. Things are cold enough that that urine smell is is <laughs> very sedate. It's, uh, you know, Ak Akron's bad any time of year. Slightly less, <laughs> slightly less pigeonry. And that's it for community calendar. That's all we got. Hey, uh, Firefly has a good point. It's one of my favorite Hulk Hogan lies. Because Hulk... I think I went back in time. I love the ghostly phoenix. Sorry, I, I twitched. My bad. <laughs> no, I like it. Parrot. No, but Hogan has a very vague grasp on the truth. Yeah. And this is one of his, his most famous lies was that when he was on top, he uh, worked Japan so often that he claimed he would make up days by crossing the international date line. So he claimed he wrestled like 410 nights a year.
I'm like, that's awesome. Uh, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, no, it does not. There's not, unless, unless he's uh, figured out quantum physics to the role that uh, there's some pocket universe where he's still working, working yeah. matches with the great Buddha or something. And, and maybe he did, brother. But I watched, as I watched uh, a Muda Hogan match from their pretty much prime back then. And he gives Muda the boot and comes off the rope and drops the leg and Muda kicks out at two. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't use the leg as his finisher over there. I didn't know that. And yeah. then like two minutes later, he hit Muda with a pretty weak looking clothesline and that was it. And I'm right. like, what, <laughs> what the, right. come on. Right, he went bionic elbow over there. It's just a, it's a whole different world, Weber. It's a whole different world. I, I mean, I've been watching it long enough that I should know better, but in my heart, I just knew Muda was going to miss him in the face and hit that moonsault and it was going to be over. But no. No. Come on. No. The Hulk Street doesn't put anybody over on any continent. <laughs> no. Unless he gets three wins back in receipt. I keep saying those those Triple H and HBK and Hogan figures should have magnets in their back that flip them over if you try to lay them down in the ring. Right, right. Like, like the ring should have positive magnets in them, and the, their back should have magnet positive magnets. Positive magnets. In I would them. do that. I would if I ever got to work on the WWE line. I would do that. Hey, here's what we're going to do. It'll be funny. Now, in fairness to HBK, it depends what era figure it is. That's true. He 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 did put a lot of guys over after he came back. That's true. But he had his spiritual awakening and was actually a decent person uh, mm -hmm. after his return. He he put a lot of guys over then. So. Credit where credit's due. And, you know, uh, I, I think I would just, I would forgive Triple H for everything if they would just let him run WWE all the time now. <laughs> just forgive him for all of it. I, I just wouldn't. For, for that whole five-year stranglehold he had on every pay-per-view. As, as opposed to the rotting imposter of Timothy Dalton's bad, evil twin. Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> this is... This is a straight rip from uh, from uh, the Cornette podcast, but it was actually his co-host, Brian Last, said it. He said, how can you be forced to quit your company under accusations that you were a pervert and then you come back having morphed your appearance to look more like a pervert than ever? <laughs> Just he's, he's trolling us all. Just leaning in and trolling us all. The, the rumors are that Vince... Uh, carried a cordless razor in his briefcase and shaved like five times a day. Yeah. So the fact that a guy like that would grow a, a curated mustache in the last 20% of his life. And a poorly think, curated one because you see the bad color on it is going like onto his lip. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani thinks it looks great. Yeah. Just well. saying. That might be the only man more insane than Vince. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Walt Frazier and Keith Hernandez are like, yeah, not so much. Yeah. He ain't he ain't uh, Mr. Gray, but still no play. Mm. Well, there's using just for men, and then there's using, you know, a Sharpie on your head. So <laughs> I don't know how you can be on TV, TV that long. Polish with prominent gray hair and then just color it all like nothing happened. Oh, and like I said, I it real easy. He just took the shoe polish thing and just went, yeah. Uh, Firefly asked, would you put the opposite magnet in SD Jones and Barry? Oh, what, um, was, the, what was the hole in SD Jones's back? 
what he had now? a hole in his he had a hole in his back. I, I was gonna say for his figure, they could just put the foot peg back there. <laughs> like a just... peg hole. No, check it, check it out. He's fine. He's got a hole in his back. My a brother. Whenever he'd wrestle, peg, so they could have the other wrestler standing <laughs> over him, like. <laughs> whenever he'd wrestle, my brother and I'd be like, "What's with the hole in his back? I don't know. Does he keep snacks in there?" May, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. <laughs> I don't have a vivid enough recall of Special Delivery Jones to. Yeah. Well, he was on his back quite a bit, so yeah, you're, you're, look at it, but. Who's, who's looking at his back? You can't see it when it's on the mat. What did uh, SD stand for? Special delivery. And what did O stand for in Barry O? I don't know. Orton. Was it really? It was, yeah. So there you go. I'm All sure right. to help. Uh, Hans Chow asked, uh, wait, Vince McMahon died? No, no yes. we haven't been that yes, long. He, no, yes, he I think he did. He dyed his hair and his mustache, but he didn't die. Yeah, D Y E. There might be a weekend at Bernie's thing. Going. It might be a weekend at Vinny's. Yeah, weekend. <laughs> if if that's what was going on right now, I'm a fan for life. Okay. <laughs> I pull that up. You get you're showing me two wrestlers carrying Vince around, Vince's dead body around, acting like he's still alive. Get themselves over, and basically every time they, every time a storyline goes wrong, they just go, "Vince did." You know, just I, I'm sure that that's that's what's next for for Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. <laughs> that's that's what's coming. Bobby Roode's on a milk carton somewhere. He, he's hurt. He, he actually, oh, is he? Actually, okay. yeah, he, he had his uh, he had his ACL redone, so okay, he is he is legit out with an injury. But he might as well be on a milk carton. Which, which of course, kept him off WrestleMania. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, he, can, he can go, actually. All right. It's time for the news. All right. First up. Uh, yeah, so it was it was pretty well the, the big, big news on the Hood of Cobra Commander show just before ours, if you're coming over from that channel. Uh, but after Action Report, it's on Kickstarter. It funded over the weekend. Uh, we got together. We talked with with Roger and, and Greg last night. Uh, and then this morning. Jinx. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's the, the what's on Joe Mine push finally uh, got the wrong attention. Taking the fun uh, out of funded. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> And I only say it because it's funny because we like right. these guys a lot. I mean, it, right, right, right. This, this thing looked really, really good. Look, pu puns. I guarantee you, uh, everybody involved with this project would love puns. There you go. But um, so uh, yes, there has been a an intellectual property dispute filed uh, with Kickstarter, so the project is paused. Um. I'd like to have more hard and fast details to give everybody, but having talked to, having chatted with Roger earlier today, um, they don't know a whole lot themselves at this point. So let's just throw an ad out there now. Uh, I know there are all kinds of accusations out there and all kinds of theories and all kinds. We don't even know who filed this yet. And I'm sure they will be forthcoming with those details uh, as they are prudent. Uh, but, you know, we got to... <laughs> There we go. There's there's Hans Chow giving props. Hey. Wins all the awards. <laughs> that, could be that. Another, that could be another T-shirt. Liking that. <laughs> but, but since so, you went right to the source, 
like hours ago. Right. And there's nothing to report. Let's speculate for a while. Right. Let, let, well, let me give the timeline. Like last night, uh, Greg and Roger and I recorded uh, for about half an hour. We did special edition 82. Uh, and and having talked to those guys, they had no idea this was coming. So this is not something that was laying in the weeds that they knew about in advance, which I've seen uh, in some other places. No. Uh, in fact, Roger found out with the rest of us. Mm. And he's he's the co-publisher of the book. Uh, so, so, um, so the, the, the thinking that they knew about this in advance and, and just missed a deadline or something is entirely not true. Um, but, um, I, I also don't think it's quite as doom and gloom as being made out to be, but, uh, Mark, if you have some thoughts, go ahead and toss them in here. I mean, Hasbro's legal department, when I was there, they weren't that active truly in protecting their trademarks. But to be fair, there was a whole lot less um, Kickstarters and, and I'm going to say third party because that makes it sound bad. Right. But there was just that community was a lot less active. Yeah, there was, really, like, we'll call it fan produced content. Yeah. There you go. Cause I'm not, I'm not against it unless it is actually stealing the IP. Like a lot of the stuff we saw in transformers was actually, there was a lot of transformers, product back then right where it was you know ultra dagnus <laughs> and it was like oh yeah it's, it looks like ultra magnus's evil twin or, right. or pretty legit <laughs> twin yeah he, he looks like ultra magnus only he's got silver antenna not blue right right exactly so it was uh there was a lot of that going on and actually i i, I kind of raged against that and and tried to get them to take uh, a stronger stand about it but my boss at the time, his point was because a lot of what they were doing was making the characters Hasbro wasn't. Right. And so the guy running Transformers at the time said, if we're doing our job, then they have nothing to make. And that was always one of my favorite bits was when they'd have one up for pre-order and then we'd announce our official Springer figure or whatever. And then pre-orders just get canceled left and right on the other one because it probably wasn't as good or if it was as good, it was three times as expensive. Uh -huh. So that was, that was a joy of, uh, of my time there. Cause we couldn't, for whatever reason, the legal department wasn't willing to take action on it, but that was mainly overseas stuff. That's a lot harder to, uh, to litigate and legislate for this kind of stuff. I don't think it's very hard for Hasbro. If this was Hasbro, we assume, uh, yeah, we're, we are assuming that. Let, let's make note that we we think this is Hasbro. We can't. We, there's been no no details shared with the public to if it is or not. Yeah, I mean, this could have been somebody who objected to like basically the way they were cataloging the information because it was something like somebody else had done. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we just we just don't know. Uh, odds are the most likely candidate is Hasbro, but it might not be. So. Right. So regardless, um, I'm not, I, I like this project. I think this is going to be really good, but if it is Hasbro, they have a right to want to either have a discussion about it or understand it better before it gets out. So right. I'm, not, I'm not taking, it's impossible to take sides here because you don't know who the other side is or what their complaint is, even though we naturally are hoping that our guys get to put out this cool looking thing. 
Uh, Matt Rubin asks, uh, did they not have Hasbro's permission for the project, or was it something someone other than Hasbro that issued the strike? We don't know. Either in either case, we don't know the answer to either question. Um, Photo Viper asks, uh, can't they avoid an IP dispute by producing under 500 units? I would say no. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't think that the number of units you're putting out there matters if you're standing to profit off of somebody else's IP, provided it's that kind of situation. Now, uh, After Action Report has a lot of fair use argument on its side. They are producing a reference material. Um, and so that that does grant you some leeway as far as image use, which is what, what would be used in this book. Uh, so again, I, I think we're all jumping to worst possible scenario right out of the gate. Uh, this could just be something where maybe they haven't talked to the powers that be uh, and they just want to make sure that accurate credit is being given where it is due. Uh, so it, it's entirely possible um, that this is just something, this is just a speed bump uh, that that uh, they take to get all the, the I's dotted and T's crossed uh, and, and to ensure that their future projects can continue on without these sorts of interruptions. I don't know that there's a magic number that 500 means anything. Like, yeah, I don't the, think so. The magic number is one, right? I can yeah. paint a mural of Batman and sell it for 8,000 bucks if anybody's that dumb. Uh, but that's because it's one of one. I created an original piece of whatever. But once you start mass producing anything that you don't have the IP rights to, you're in trouble. And mass produce might just be four or five. So, Right. So, um, and uh, there too, like this isn't even necessarily Hasbro e elbowing in for an official designation. Um Again, they just want to they they just want to make they may just want to make sure that everything that needs to be attributed is being attributed. And sometimes the only way to put the brakes and make sure that that happens is with legal action. That's just how things are done. There isn't always a malicious intent behind legal action. This is this is how business gets done sometimes. Mm -hmm. So uh, I say we all just relax. We all just take a deep breath and we let Josh and Roger and everybody at after action report, take care of their business. Yeah. Um, let's, you know, just, they, they, they've been very forthcoming with their entire process to this point. They've been on our show. How many times to talk about the stuff they've been working on? Um, they'll let us know they will, mm -hmm. they really will. Um, and, so, and for the people who are demonizing Hasbro here, if this is Hasbro making the stop, look, if you, if this was coming out and it was your IP, and, you know, it looks great, but you haven't seen every page of it. Don't you don't you think you would need to make sure there isn't a Baroness centerfold in there? Right. Yeah. Right. You, got to, you would have to make sure that all of it is brand appropriate. So sometimes right. not defending a copyright, even if there's not an issue with it, with the project itself. Makes it more difficult to defend your copyright against something that is damaging because you set a precedent of not always, you know. Right. I mean, this this could be the a situation where they want to make sure that everything in the book is official. Mm -hmm. You or, know, that they're, they're not getting fan art that that you know doesn't represent the brand in a, in a proper way. Yeah. So or, it's, there's again, we're we're demonizing legal action, and we just need to relax and make sure that yeah. that's that's what's happening before we say that's what's happening. 
Yeah. Maybe they want, and this is pure speculation. Maybe they want to keep the citizen stuff out of there, right? And they don't know if it's in if it's included or not. Who knows? Jake Rose uh, disappointed. You mean there isn't a Baroness Centerfold? No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't say that there wasn't. I mean, <laughs> hey, look, Volume One's all Joes, so there wouldn't yeah. be Baroness in there regardless. Uh, Hans Chow, uh, my fan art book has a Baroness Centerfold. I'm screwed. <laughs> Right. I mean, common reason response on the internet. What is this? I know, hey. right? Uh, it's right. the way we. It's the way we like to do things. That's why we have twelve hundred subscribers, uh, and and why the the folks who shoot off ten minute videos anytime GI Joe is mentioned in a public sphere have more. John Cena has a new shirt. Here comes our news break. That's all we do. We need that in the next community calendar. Oh my god! <laughs> I think you, just, you listen to absorb Vince. You just you just gave him some ammo. That's fine. Look, and, look, I, I, and I gave him this earlier. So look, my, my head hurts from that. That's that's how bad that was. That should should get community calendar intro. Right. Let's go to our uh, Flint centerfold update from Diana Davis, who says uh, there is one. Yeah, but he's he's not naked. He's wearing a beret. Yeah, it's, it's like Burt Reynolds from. <laughs> I stamp. Okay. Uh, no man's wandering. Very very well put. That's what we're trying to say here. Uh, the AAR guys have always been good at communication, so they'll let us know what 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 they can when they can. Legal action is generally not something to be talked about until it concludes. So again, everybody, just just cool out. Let's not. Uh, Again, there might not be good guys and bad guys here. This is just how how business gets done. Mm -hmm. That's why they put together books and we don't. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know we were hoping for something juicier. Uh, but again, I talked to these guys last night. And, and there's nothing to tell you about this because we didn't know last night that it was coming. Uh, by the same token, keep an eye out for when we get uh, Special Edition 82 back up and running. Because I put it out there last night and not nobody watched it yet. And that's all your fault. Rack time, Rob. I'm sorry. Your your lack of social media is killing us again. Yeah, that's it. That's totally. <laughs> it is kind of strange that we have uh, four four hosts on this show and I'm the, still the only one that does social media play. That is weird. We know better. I should get on the eternal baseball page. <laughs> right? We, we, we talk some baseball, especially when Joe's gone. Hell, we could do an hour on baseball right now if we want. We probably could. Have to do better. It might be easier than talking action right. figure legally, frankly. Will Tampa ever lose? I don't know. When are they going to play somebody? Right, right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe when they stop playing Detroit. Right? When they start, when they play a team that isn't in from in last place last year and probably will be again this year, the scourge uh, in Why, Tampa twelve, the Washington Generals nothing. Good. Way Jake go. Rose, uh, asked, should we be wor should we worry about other fan projects like Steel City's creating GI Joe? Uh, look, like we said, I don't know if we should be worrying about after action report, but um, I would say in creating GI Joe's case, Dan has some pretty extensive contacts over at Hasbro. I'm sure he's talked to them. Uh, um, again, I don't know anything about how he does his business, but I do know that he knows a lot of folks over there. So, um, I myself don't. I don't know many. 
anymore. I know about 12. 82 was in my watch queue, then poof, it's still there. Uh, it's just been deactivated for now. Nobody, nobody mm -hmm. can get in and adjust their pledge. You can't pledge the project right now. You can't uh, change the, the amount that you're pledging. You can't de-pledge it right now. Um, you, you just can't do anything. So there's no point in having that video up uh, when the information in it isn't going to go to any use. We might as well wait until they're active again, and, and then we can put that video out, and it will actually help them towards the last three or four days of their campaign. Because uh, that's that's where it stands with Kickstarter is they are the, the pause button has been pressed. Uh, so when when this clears up, they will go back to having about four days left in their campaign. Well, no bad's wandering. I watch it. Well, I know you did. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> but. um. Yeah, Michael Gene Fleming, pretty sure the last couple of creating G.I. Joe books have been officially licensed. Um, you can tell by the logo on the front of those books. And speaking of uh, creating G.I. Joe, Mark, uh, next news item. Do, 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 do. I do. Yeah, there, there it is, still on Kickstarter. That is funded. It is uh, project is still open until April 18th at 3 a.m. Uh, so through the end of the week, I guess you can call it through Saturday. Whatever. Uh, if you're in on this, yeah, it's volume Saturday. 11. Uh, I have missed the first ten, so I'm probably not pledging this one. But uh, but at some point, my my I gotta rest my budget. Um. So uh, yeah, but that one is there for you if you if you've uh, got the other ones. I don't know what their uh, stretch stretch goals are. I don't know if they've got uh full full compendiums available. I don't know what's going on with that, but. Uh, by all means, head over to Kickstarter, type in Creating G.I. Joe. This project will pop right up for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can check that out on your own time. Hey, our, uh, our pal Adam Skalmowski has a, a good point over there in the uh, comments. I know someone was told they couldn't do a book of the file cards. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because that's the first time Hasbro's been uh, interested in file cards in a decade. <laughs> there you go. Anyhow, next news I, item. Actually, I made file cards. Do, yeah. do, 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 do. You did. They, they were on the inside of the Four yeah, sets that, of each. <laughs> best, I, that best I could, man. Right. You got to do four. Okay. They can't go on the outside. Okay. I, oh, I, I, like, I, I like I like the in, inside file cards. I didn't mind that. I mean, it was good for collectors. It didn't, it didn't you know, accomplish what the file cards did for us as kids. To right. Take it right. Off the it peg and read it and love it and buy that guy, but. It, it doesn't help you move product that way, but at least if you if you're getting it off the pegs on its own, then at least it's there. Better than nothing. File cards are important, folks. But uh, that is the important note in all of Bam! this. Uh, we haven't got file cards since Honcho was in charge. Remember That's this. That's right. Remember this, all of you. Uh, when the time comes that we must eulogize the Honcho. Yeah. Um, With him went the file cards. Right. Rest For, in, both when, of them rest in peace. <laughs> When we all gather up to celebrate the 61st anniversary of what's on Joe Mind, yeah. uh, remember this. Yeah, when I finally get hit by that garbage truck, <laughs> make sure to uh, so it'll say that right on the, the pinstripe pole in the New York. <laughs> right, right on the tombstone, it'll say, uh, I was just here to help. <laughs> and people can leave file cards on my uh, on my grave. It'll be a file card shaped tombstone. Oh, that's not bad. Hey. And people would go, wow, how fat was he? 
<laughs> well, maybe we just get one etched on the tombstone. That's not bad. Maybe that's better. With the Next. here lies and the date. Next news item. Here lies Brad J. Armbruster. Do, 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 do. And uh, while we're on the Kickstarter cam- uh, wagon, Legends of the Hidden Force is still going. You can pledge now through April 25th. They are about halfway home on that initial $50,000 total. Uh, so a little little past halfway. Uh, so by all means, head over there. Uh, give this a look. It is a great campaign. Uh, when we're done here tonight, you can go back and watch uh, our episode from a couple weeks ago. What's on Joe Mind 256? We had Darren on. Uh, he is the head of Whiskey Jack Toys, and he answered all kinds of questions. We went step by step through all the characters uh, that are available and the the pledge totals. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's keep sharing this one around. It's gotten some good traction since we had him on. Uh, that's that always makes me happy when when I see us talk to somebody and then other folks get them on after that, and 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 we get to see some momentum in their project. Uh, so. Uh, let, let's keep that rolling. Uh, let's head over, uh, pledge Legends of the Hidden Force, and uh, and get those figures made. And there's there's such variety in this line that you got you, you if you look at it, you'll find somebody that speaks to you. And right. your favorite will be different than Rob's favorite. Will be different than Mike's favorite. Will be different than the best one. That's my favorite. I got to look up his name. That black and purple and blue fade gradient guy with the throw dagger there. I mean, he's not better than Guy in a Monkey Suit, but sure. No, he, he just killed Guy in the Monkey Suit, I'll be honest with you. But. Yeah, Guy in the Monkey Suit's immortal. You can't kill him. Well, he inconvenienced him, at least. He's like the Grimace. Uh, Sean notes that that's the episode you guys kicked out the pregnant lady. <laughs> that's right. That's correct. <laughs> and we didn't just tell her not to show up. We kicked her out live on air. <laughs> Off with you. Home. <laughs> Shame. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who has not watched that episode yet, and from the episode count, I can tell that's many of you. Um, Joe Colton is was not kicked off the show. She's just uh, she's on maternity leave. It is no longer feasible for her to 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 sit upright and and talk to us for two hours. She is that pregnant. She uh, is so great with child. Right, right. So uh, <laughs> she she's still doing other stuff, but mind you, she's doing other stuff in like forty minute windows. So <laughs> it's a, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. She's still getting all of her work done and, and kicking ass in between trips to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Right. In between short naps mm-hmm. and whole bottles of pickles. Well, that's, Actually, I don't, that faded, that right? That was, a, that was a while ago, right? Yeah. She's kind I of, remember she'd moved on to the steak phase. Oh yeah. And uh, buttered noodles. Like her new favorite thing ever. Uh, Diana Davis notes she's great without a child. Well, mm-hmm. yes. That well, is that's true. a mean thing to say. Oh, oh, no, I get it. Okay. You look at you making that negative, Mark. I made it negative. Making it negative. No, I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next news item. Do, 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 do. Hey, it's uh, uh, from the realm of crummy uh, phone games. Smite Yay. is uh, the f- uh, introducing a G.I. Joe crossover starting April 18th. G.I. Joe and Cobra skins will be available for existing characters. 
uh, and those characters, the GI Joes in the game, it's the the stock list of of guys who get in all the crossover stuff. Duke, Scarlet, Snake, Ice, Cobra Commander, Baron, St- Storm Shadow. Uh, trailer for the link, uh, or rather the link to the trailer. I don't know if I actually have that below or not, but I'll get it below. Mm. Um, <laughs> if you have time. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, I, I'm so burnt on these web games. Um, if, if the GI Joe game was, was pretty not great. Um, I know I, I tried a couple of those, the first crossover games. So there was one of them was a zombie fighting game. It was terrible. Um, uh, so I, I have very low hopes and expectations on any of these. Uh, but this is uh, for Hans Chow, who was asking, what game now? Smite. It's right there on the, the slide, S-M-I-T-E. Uh, it is a fighting game, uh, and the, you can get these G.I. Joe and Cobra-themed skins on existing characters. Uh, so they aren't even being introduced as their own their own yeah. dudes. And uh, yeah, so there you go. Duke, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, Baron, and Storm Shadow. Uh, thanks for playing Destro and Roadblock. Your services are not needed here. Mm-hmm. I do give them big points for diplomacy, though. Read that ad copy up top. Wherever evildoers appear to cause injustice, they may right. not have actually caused injustice. Right. Yeah. It just Allegedly. appears that they may have. Right. Yeah. It's like if, if uh, former Major League umpire Country Joe West... Uh, goes to Burger King for dinner, and we know he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't necessarily cause the ice cream machine to break. <laughs> he probably he did. also didn't get any C-Nugs, because they don't got C-Nugs at Burger King. Oh, they do. No. They're just terrible. Yeah, they suck. They're awful. They're just- Wendy's, though, not bad, I'll tell you. No, Wendy's is all right. <laughs> if you can find a Wendy's, that that's all right. Their, their C-Nugs are usually all right, too. But they don't have the sweet and sour sauce, so get like- it out. The Wendy's, the Wendy's in this immediate area are terrible, so I don't eat there very often. Mm. We had a Wendy's that burned down in Seekonk. It's pretty cool. That's a uh, figure six pack is smitten with smite. I doubt it. But he, he's smoting. Is it smiting with smite? I don't. I don't know. He's been smote. Uh, Phil Donnelly, I missed the GI Joe Battleground game. Playing it was boring, but it had some fantastic art. I think fantastic is stretching it. I think it was a fun little motif. I, it did not hurt to look at uh, cartoony, chibi GI Joe guys. They, they were kind of fun, but uh, playing it was boring. Playing it was terrible. In fact, That's a fa- that is the faintest praise I've heard in a long time. <laughs> it's it like my buddy, terrible. my buddy Tim Gates. Uh, he got to pick where we were getting dinner one night, and he said Denny's. Quick, oh. and I'm like Denny's. Like, Denny's is a great fallback option. Like, oh, man, nothing's open. No, wait, Denny's is open. Cool. We get to eat. Right. So I was like, you picked him. Where are we going? Denny's, he said. And I looked at him like, it's not the palm. Yeah, like, like, like 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Superbird is a hell of a lot more attractive oh, yeah. of an option than 7 p.m. Superbird. That's it. But he was like it was his last meal. Denny's. And I'm like, okay. Um, is there some reasoning behind that, though, brother? And Tim, who had a great big deep voice, said, the food is bad, but you get a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> that sound reasoning, man. Off we went. Uh, I, I am being corrected by young Mr. McConkey Dunk. Uh, Battleground was the card game, not the tower defense one. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the Battleground game was was better. It still was was pretty pretty boring. <laughs> um, 
tower defense game was just uh, if you didn't pay a lot of money to get ahead, you just lost a lot. My kids are driving on Autopia right now, and Phil Donnelly's in our chat instead of keeping an eye on the Webers. Right. Well. Mm. Well. I don't know what to tell you there, Mark. I, I, clearly, it's a it's a case of misplaced faith. I just assumed he'd be there. That's you, that's not on me, is it? Yeah, uh, a little, a little bit, a little bit. You know, he's always here. So I heard he brings his ad ad in on a leash, and <laughs> then gets free popcorn refills without paying for him. Yeah, he used, to, he used to show up here on Friday nights, man. So you know, he's here on Tuesday night. I assume Tuesday night was a uh, Tower of Terror night, but or whatever they call it in Disneyland now that they Guardians of the Galaxy it up. <laughs> Next news item. Do do. Hey, more crummy phone games. Uh doing a, a G.I. Joe crossover too. And apparently there's puzzles to be had in this one. Um, I don't care, but there's <laughs> Up there, there's a there's a ninja reflection in the window. There's a, a Reshikaji symbol on the the screen over here, so you're pretty. I can be pretty confident that we got a GI Joe crossover going. I don't know anything else about it. I will will Snake Eyes stack the gems in time. I I don't I don't care. Oh my yeah. god, I don't care. So many terrible web games. Just I look. I am all for having dopey games on your phone to pass the time, right? I don't want to make it sound like they're... But if it's going to be something more intensive than Doodle Jump, um, <laughs> you have you, you need to have a better game than these guys tend to roll out, right? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, very few... Like, um, Transformers Earth Wars is the rare example of, of a game that has kept my attention for more than a few months and mind you i've been playing that game for a while now but it, it's fun there's lots of variety there's lots of different characters there's a there's you know they they have lots of little little mini games within it for you know to to, to keep you engaged um gi joe has been presented with none of that uh, on mobile games and so I, I like that's the bar for me you need to get me something that's as good as transformers earth wars before i will get engaged and uh i know i'm 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 hurting some feelings i know these 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 are folks with jobs uh that are trying their best but ah. matt rubin's bringing the truth over there he, he is but they terribled it up hmm. it was not a clone it was derivative um but the gameplay was pretty different uh, I know in Transformers Earth Wars, I didn't get to like level five and then find it incapable to progress forward without spending lots of money. Right. Uh, I, have, win. I have not spent a dime on Transformers Earth Wars and have no complaints. Whereas with, with the G.I. Joe game, I was done after two weeks for all intents and purposes because I didn't want to spend money on a dopey phone game. Mm. You know, if, if that's if, if that's what my phone games are going to be, then I'm just going to download stuff like Fairway Solitaire and just play that all the time. Or Words with Firefly. Right. Like, uh, it, I mean, Firefly, he's he's got it. All these Joe crossover mobile games are over-monetized trash. And that's that's a little harsh probably, but, like, again, these, these are – this is somebody's job. So uh, 
all, all respect to the the effort that's being put in to make them look nice. Uh, but as far as the gameplay goes, they're they're just not good. They're not content. entertaining. They're not fun. Content is king in pretty much every medium. So right. All right. So in Smite's defense, it's not a phone game, and it's been around for ten years. Well, okay. Well, maybe maybe I was too hard, too harsh, too too quick to to judge Smite. Um, but uh, eh. But you put that snake eye skin on there, Berserker Ninja, and he's still going to do Berserker Ninja moves. Right. It's just, just it's a skin. It's, it's just not a, I just want to know, is it anything like asteroids? That was the last time you were good at video games. <laughs> it's the last time I cried a video game. I didn't care. <laughs> that does make you the weird one. So I'm not going to laugh at that. Look at Rob looking down his nose. I don't play video games. I don't like I don't. wrestling. Mer. <laughs> No, he, he really doesn't. He, he really doesn't. Like, I could care less. I just didn't. I just, he, he does not. That's... I think that's the reason why I like the Atari ones, because you could play them for like 20 minutes. You're like, all right, that was fun, and then move on to something else. I'm not a big video game guy outside of EverQuest, of course. Uh, but they make there's some killer Batman games, Rob. Nothing? Doesn't? Yeah. No pull? No. All right. That's That's too many buttons. There are a lot of buttons. Yeah, there's there's so much. You, there's, like I, I, yeah. That's why I, I mean, if help. I want if I want to be that immersed in Batman, I have so many good Batman comics I could read. So you know, I, I, I've I've no doubt. <laughs> and all I have to do is this. There you go. You know, just, I I, you... I, I kind of capped out on video games once the PS2 came along. Like that was as intricate as I wanted a controller to get. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the most I could handle. And now that I, as I'm getting even older, um, I'm I'm not gonna like I can't Allen back. I still have my old Sega Genesis, man. I can fire up Road Rash, Toe Jam and Earl, and NHL Hockey '94. I'm good. Toe Jam and Earl. No, Toe no Jam. NBA Jam. No, because uh, NBA Jam is like Eternal Baseball, right? Like <laughs> at the end, it just gets stupid. <laughs> That's the last thing I need is, nope, hit a guy, <laughs> nope, walk the guy, wait, here's Eddie Matthews, boom, shakalaka! Uh, Jeff Butler adds, uh, you got asteroids? No, but my dad does. Can't even sit on the toilet someday. <laughs> hey. hey, a little preparation H will clear that right up. John Madden uh, football. Yeah, John Madden football is uh, not good. Looks pretty. It's not a good game anymore. That was that was one of the last ones I held on to. It's it's really it's it's a glitchy mess these days. You can't no. you, you can't you can't do anything. It's just it's not, not it's not. Good. I never found a football game that you could actually run the ball on, right? And but now that's just called the NFL. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not that's not a that's not a can't run. That's a don't run. Yeah, yeah, pretty much it's different things. Running for mute. suckers. Matt Rubin's got the mutant league football call out. That was pretty solid. Yeah, I I don't know anything about it, so sure. I think they had a team on it called the 60 Winers that played in San Francisco <laughs> instead of the 49ers. They're 60 Winers. Pretty solid. Or mutant league hockey. Nothing's better than Blades of Steel for the Nintendo Entertainment System, where if the <laughs> hockey guys fought, the guy who lost went to the penalty box. Right. Awesome. Blades of Steel, Double Dribble was good on the NES. 
I think there was a spot on the floor that you couldn't miss from in double dribble, though, and that was kind yeah. of the game breaker. It 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 was. You, you once once somebody figured out that and and how to abuse it, it was pretty well over. Like I love the guy. You had to have a guy who was driving down the the sideline and took the shot as he was flying out of bounds from the back corner. <laughs> that shot always, which <laughs> is a totally simple shot to hit anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. I like. I the mean, I can hit that in my garage. It's there. I, I like the old Tecmo Super Bows, right? The videos where they kick off to Bo Jackson and he just runs around for the whole quarter, making everybody miss him, and then scores as time expires. Like, yep. Can't yep. can't be stopped. Used to do that one all the time. Used to uh, did that to my friend Butch in college on a regular basis. <laughs> just like, look now, it's a track meet. I would say and just run the big oval. All the way I mean, around the field, and then finally was, run it in. It was I, Bo Jackson. I, I would be sporting and give him like three seconds left to try and score. Well, given that you guys are Giants fans, right? Like the only guy as overpowered as Bo Jackson was LT, right? Nobody stopped LT on the yeah, Super Bowl. He was, he was difficult to block. Yeah, he would he just, just he like, would run he would run up the screen and knock all five linemen down. Yeah, a little, little Tecmo blocker would, would hit LT and fly off almost. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's our video says, game. Uh, we can all join him on Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and then we can feign playing a real G.I. Joe game. And I would say, no, too many buttons. <laughs> no. All the buttons. <laughs> buttons. There's like 40 of them. I don't need a separate kneel button. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> No. I got Matt Mania on my daughter's Nintendo Switch for eight bucks, which I probably spent eight bucks on in a weekend as a seventh grader. It was the first like good coin op wrestling game. And man, I'm all over that. Look out for Coco Savage. He's a bastard. You were saying that a few weeks ago. Oh. That he when was I was a kid, I never understood there's five opponents and the third guy is the hardest by far. And I'm like, how is Coco Savage not the champion? Didn't realize that get a lot more kid corner turnover on the game if you make the third guy the, the ass kicker, right? So Well, yeah, and that and Coco Savage. I mean, he used to piss Vince off a lot. So <laughs> yeah. I just he's great That's in the not... ring and then he then he'd go go and give some kayfabe interview and give away the business. And that would right. be... I love it's it's actually a Japanese game they poured it over and the the champ is a guy named Golden Hulk. And so he kind of looks like Hogan, but he's totally Bruiser Brody. He's a hundred percent Bruiser Brody with blonde hair. So you can see how they how they updated it for the U.S. Right. market. Uh, next news item. Oh, I thought we were talking video games. Do 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 do. We we were, but it was actually just a uh, just dopey GI Joe video game tie-in. But uh, yeah, so here's another big item from from the week. Uh, Hasbro is apparently going back to window packaging much and the fans rejoiced. Uh, but this is the, the, the press release that's been making the rounds. Uh, we wanted to share an update on packaging for Hasbro six inch scale figures based on your feedback. We'll be reintroducing windows and blisters to our six inch fan figures beginning later this year into 2024 for select products across our portfolio of brands, including GI Joe classified, Power Rangers, Lightning Collection, Star Wars Black Series, and Marvel Legends. This will eventually expand into all new six-inch figure releases. The new windows and blisters will be made from uh, bio PET or recycled PET. 
helping us achieve our priority of meeting our fans' expectations for extraordinary packaging and superior design while still developing packaging that minimizes waste and the use of virgin plastic. Thank you again for being one of our biggest fans and continuing uh, or continued support of Hasbro. So, all right. Um, I, I guess um, I'm all for this, right? Like, I, I do think that a lot of I think more of more was made of this than than needed to be, but ultimately this was something that wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob and I were talking about this over the weekend, and um, you know there was probably an unfair amount of histrionics dedicated to the few times that uh, swap outs and damaged figures were encountered in the the windowless packaging, um, but. If that sort of thing is happening one, you know, one per hundred purchases, that's too many. If it's one per 500 purchases, that's too many. Uh, and so if, if the windowless packaging was driving it up to that, then then moving away from it is a good move. Um, so, Mark, this is, you're, again, as our former, our former industry insider, mm-hmm. um, What's your feelings about all this stuff? I mean, it, it takes us all the way back to the Fight Club movie, right? Where Brad Pitt gives a speech about how he works for an insurance company. And, like, they'll only do a recall on a car that's blowing up if it costs more to settle the lawsuits than it does to recall cars. I think that's exactly what, what you're looking at here. Was yeah. I, think this, I think this was pushed back from what little brick and mortar they have left from Walmart and Target saying, hey, the returns are, you know, you can say through the roof or whatever, but returns are obviously up on these. And it's because because there's no way to, to legislate against it with this completely sealed packaging. So right. I 100% believe that's why they're making this change back because it is a pretty quick pivot. They didn't, this didn't stick very long. Yeah. And I'm sure some of the stuff that they were, at some point, given how regular the lines are being planned to come out, there was one planned with sealed packaging that they had to pivot quick to fix. So I think this is a, this is 100% retailer driven. And yes, it does follow the wishes or at least the verbalized wishes uh, of the community. And that's good. But I don't believe for a second that they just listened to the community and went, okay, we hear you. We're going to change. Because no. they didn't, they knew that it was going to be unpopular, right? The sure. the gnashing of teeth wasn't unforeseen, but it also probably didn't cause a dip in sales, right? The people buying this, the entire line has been marketed to us, to the adult collector. Right. So very, I know that I saw a few who were like, no, I'm done. I, my line's complete once they started sealing the figures. So there's a few, but probably not a lot that actually got out because of the packaging. So I firmly believe this is retailer driven, but it's also the right move. So I'm, I'm happy to see it. Right. Right. It, it, for regardless of the reason, um, fandom more or less got what it wanted. So who cares what the reasoning is behind that? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would, sp- you know, I'm not, again, I'm not demonizing Hasbro. I would spin it exactly like this. We heard you, we listened, and it's coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, whether it's, whether that's true or not, I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm all about the end result. So, uh, Phil Donnelly says he, he just got a Marvel Legends X-Men figure today that has two right legs. 
uh, to which I say you deserve it. That's 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 why that happened. You deserve that. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with sealed packaging, though. That's just bad quality control, which right. seems to be biting Hasbro in the ass this year. No, but you could see it if that was in a window and not buy that. Maybe. True. Although, Don't I mean, my, uh, my if, if, classified if the Destro. The, if the bottom half of the figure was actually visible through the window. Yeah. And in most cases with Marvel Legends, it was. Mm. Um, but, uh, like, my Marvel, my classified Destro, the feet are on the wrong legs. Uh, but even with the window box, you know, because that was the first figure I got, uh, I I had no way of telling that till I opened it up. So. Yeah, I do, I do think they never got the credit they deserve for the foresight of covering up Falcon's face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a shrewd move. Yeah. Well, you see, now he's out there. Mission accomplished. They can go back. <laughs> I'm sure. Let's see what happens. Well, they have to do a Night Force version because that's a quick and easy fix. I suggested two heads for a Night Force Falcon just in case somebody uh, has already has one that they're not happy with. Just saying. If you manage, if you happen to get the rare Caitlyn Jenner variant of Falcon, that's what it looks like. Goodness, but put them side by side. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to do that because you'll probably be right. Absorb bids will do it. You watch. <laughs> Don't challenge him. You know he'll do it. Come at me, bro. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, I, if nothing else, I'm I'm glad that um, I won't have to go online. And because again, when you're the only one who does social media for the show. Um, it means I'm doing more social media than I want to. Um, I'm glad I won't have to to see people complaining about it in my social media anymore. That's that's really ultimately what makes me happiest. As somebody who has long since given up trying to buy stuff at retail, uh, here in the the uh, the black hole of distribution that is Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, where nothing is shipped within six. No, months. and I mean it's only the twelfth largest city in the country. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, so, uh, you know, we're, we're only eight hours, uh, you know, from 75% of, of the nation's population. But um, so why would anything come here? Um, Do you guys walk around waving a 12 flag for that? We're number 12. We're something number like 12. That. And then uh, Seattle. There's probably, there probably some people who do because, I mean, that's. That's the level of fandom we got out here. But And Seattle's like, that's our thing. And then Texas A&M is like, hold my beer. <laughs> But um, uh, Torpedo Mike says, don't worry, people find something else. Yeah, I know, I know. Of that, we have no doubt. At least it won't be this. Like, it's it might just, be the brutal chest cut. Like, pe people have been, people started complaining about this before it even had the chance to fail, and that's where the burnout comes from. Like, the fact that it didn't work and people complained about it, that actually made it a little bit better. Because if something's not working, then it deserves complaints. It deserves derision. Um. But yeah, like they announced this was going to be happening, and it already and it started then, because people thought that they might not like it, and then and, at least, and they were right, right. At least in their defense, at least yeah. it worked out that way. But I, I mean, it, yeah. Anyway, it was a creative way to showcase the incohesive art styles of each individual figure. Like it, it's it it did make me notice that when I was looking at uh, looking for for 
classified figures that I, I realized the most important thing was the number on the side of the package. Uh, not because I remember what they are, uh, just so I would know, hey, that's different than the four guys in front of it. Let me see who that is. And sometimes if you're doing you're doing it different than everybody else, you're not actually trailblazing. <laughs> I don't mind the the different art the differing artwork all that much. Um, but I you know I thought that you know the new packaging that they were showing off on the latest fan stream was definitely the right way to go because you had the picture mm-hmm. of the figure and then the individual artwork. I don't mind it for for what they're doing. Um, because it gives you, you know, a different take on every figure. And sometimes the art style is more like Zorana's kind of cartoony, which is great for the Zorana figure, right? Like you wouldn't do that for mainframe. Oh, weird, because they're kind of connected. Um, but if my whole point on Classified is I'm, I'm disappointed that they're just punting on kids altogether. Right. Not even, yeah. not even trying, because you can go after both. All the lines I worked on. Uh, for Transformers and Joe, I went after both, so it, it can be done. You just, it just, you, you have to plan for it. You have to make it a priority, because just going after collectors, I mean, it's a definition of low-hanging fruit. And I don't mind it. I'm a collector. I like the lines to appeal to me, but if you're only trying to appeal to dedicated collectors, that's a sink that's slowly losing water. So right. eventually that's a losing proposition. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, the original Mego figures in 1972, they, they were sold in closed boxes. Uh-huh. 1973, they added a window to the box for the same complaint. Oh, yeah, basically over the same problems that <laughs> everyone was talking about today. So it's not like it's an old problem, too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just. I, I don't people- know why they thought, you know, I, it's. it's uh, Matt Rubin asks, uh, do you think the windowless boxes would have gone better for G.I. Joe if the art matched, like had been by the same artist? No. I I mean, let's face it. On and, and When it comes to G.I. Joe Classified, we barely saw any of the windowless boxes. Anything that has come right. out windowless already, I mean, was a mail-in exclusive, you know, was a was a online exclusive. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're only just getting that first windowless full wave now. Right, the 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 Duke with Duke with the Ram, the the Tiger Force Duke with Ram, that that's really been the only widespread. And, uh, that and the Snake Eyes and Timber, yeah, yeah, and even then, Snake Eyes and Timber is the only one that got to general retail. So classified for for all the complaining, uh, classified has really been untouched by this the most. Uh, but there were enough issues. Yeah, it, it yeah yeah. yeah. We lucked out on that one. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. We Which is why I, I keep laughing at all the people who are complaining. Well, I stopped buying Joe Classified when they went to Windowless. I got they haven't gone to Windowless yet, technically. <laughs> so you know, you've had nothing to buy yet. Put your money where your mouth is. Right. But um next news item. You do. Hey, it's the other big rumor from last week. Uh, when we have uh, somebody on Twitter with, uh, you know, a Hollywood insider with all of eight thousand followers saying that Michael Keaton is going to be approached for a GI Joe insider, right? Clearly, this is this is the guy that everybody turns to. Um, David Ellison is very big on it, uh, he's but he's, he's crying for a Beetlejuice sequel. 
Uh, and honestly, if Michael Keaton is involved, I'd rather see him in a Beetlejuice sequel than I would in a G.I. Joe reboot. Um, so we're going to give this one the big old grain of salt alert. Uh, <laughs> everything that this guy says could be could be facts, right? And it's still we'd never see this project because uh, that's Hollywood for you. We're, you know, I'll 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 think of I'll, I'll thank everybody to remember the Chuckles movie that came out, you know, ten years ago. Oh wait, no, that's just been a rumor for that long. So, uh, uh, Dave Allen poking in that Sergeant Kamakura were windowless. They were exclusives. They were online exclusives. Yeah, but yes, you are correct. They were windowless. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's all, again, let's all take a deep breath. If he was really a Hollywood insider, he would have called him Dave Ellison, right? Like it's his buddy. Right? <laughs> and Mike but, uh, like, Again, every word of this could be true. Mm -hmm. It could be lock, lock pipe true. Uh, and it still just would not matter because yeah. so many of the, so many times these projects get pitched and tossed around and, and then they just never happen about. So mm -hmm. let, let's all relax. Let's all relax. Um, I, I have no doubt that another attempt at a GI Joe movie franchise is coming. Um, I, I think uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's going to take a little bit longer to, to wash snake eyes from, from everybody's <laughs> mouths. Uh, but maybe not too much because really so few people saw that that eh, hmm. maybe it's already happened. You know what? That's a really good point. Maybe it's good to miss off target that, that dramatically because less people were disappointed in it because there was no walk up audience. Yeah. Nobody saw that on accident. Yeah. Uh, Bart adds that uh, for the new G.I. Joe movie, we need Marcus Snowjob. Uh, I'll, be very, I'll, I'll be real honest with you. I was about 10 days into a goatee until today, and it's not a good look anymore. It's, uh, <laughs> well, you know, they got a makeup department. They could put a beard on. I can do I can do enough. I can get the square. I have enough hair, but it, it is uh, there's a lot of vanilla in that strawberry. So uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, a, lot a lot of salt in that paprika. Is what yeah, you're yeah, it's probably not coming back, but I do appreciate it. Um, there were a lot of redheaded GI Joe guys, I think, just to mix it up. But we did, we did, uh, we did highlight Long Range mm -hmm. last week. It was majestic. Yeah, with his metal thigh boots, he's great. <laughs> majestic in his gingerness. What if I told you there was a GI Joe three pitch that had Channing Tatum back as Serpentor fighting uh, Roadblock the Rock on a floating island as the third act? I wow! It, look, it wouldn't be the worst thing I'd heard. That was. That I mean, may, it's still that may that or may not point. have been the uh, the plan at one point. Not now. We all know Tatum was never coming back to GI Joe. Yeah, but that was a. Uh, somebody once told me that was uh, that was uh, an active plan for a while. Still sounds better than that mask pitch. Oh my God, the mask pitch was the worst thing. <laughs> so bad and they were so up on it right? so uh rob why don't you refresh for the folks who have no idea what you're talking about why don't you tell the uh, well pitch. the mass pitch i mean i'm kind of vague on it myself but wasn't it like a bunch of teenagers and they find magic masks and there's like no vehicles and it's just crap isn't i mean wasn't it or 
I, the the bit I had was they were like, it was a group of like teenage street kids in Detroit. And they got, the, the bit I liked from the, the bit I saw was, and it, it makes sense because Mask was Kenner's answer to Transformers and G.I. Joe, right? Yeah. Was to merge the two. So the idea was pretty cool that they actually got their hands on some Cybertron, leftover Cybertronian tech from a Transformers fight. And then they were, you know, tuners or whatever. They like to hot rod their cars up. And so they managed to make their own mask vehicles. And then they used them them to fight like the local drug lord or like, oh, it was so bad. By the guy who brought you Luke Cage. Mm. Phil Donnelly says, I still remember John M. Chu asking me what I would want in a third movie when I saw him at San Diego Comic-Con. I still remember asking John M. Chu uh, on our show, um, you know, when the third G.I. Joe movie was going to come out so we know when they were going to delay it for. (laughs) Apparently indefinitely. Yeah, well, almost indefinitely. But uh, that was was fantastic. We got a a big-time Hollywood director on What's on Joe Mind, and I'm cracking on him. It was let's be honest, though, the, the ongoing delays of that third G.I. Joe movie didn't do anything to hurt the franchise long-term. No, 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 no. Although at, at least it did prompt them to, to clean house on Joe personnel. Before <laughs> they needed a refresh. Ooh. Yeah, it only refreshed one thing. <laughs> yeah, got cold in here. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mark, if you ever want to come up and just beat the hell out of him one day, I'll let you. <laughs> I'll Too let you soon? Nah, probably not. Oh, I, I'd probably unlock the door. I'd have no will. <laughs> just, just text me. I'll let you in. Oh. I remember a guy uh, on the, the Joe thread over at His Tank uh, when it went down or when it went public. A guy was like, so some guy lost his job. Who cares? And I was on the thread. Yeah. And I was like, hey, brother, imagine losing your dream job through no fault of your own. And then having Yahoo say it's not a big deal on the internet. Thanks for, thanks for enjoying uh, the worst day of my professional life. And then almost everybody afterward was like, "Yeah, that was kind of a dick move, dude." <laughs> and that's saying something if you're getting that out of a his tank thread. N- yeah. Nobody, nobody beats trolls on the internet, but once in a while, <laughs> once in a while, I got a lot. Man, I did the McFarland message boards for a decade. Like, I've been disarming trolls for 20 years online. I actually like it when guys come at me. on Once in a while on Eternal Baseball, someone will go nuts on one of my posts, and I'm like, hot dog, here we go. <laughs> Where's Buddy Bianca Lana? Yeah, and, and it's pretty much, if they're really rude, it's pretty much always getting back to, why are you like this? Is this, this is what you do? Is this your thing? Because really there's really no defense for that. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh... You know, so before we get too excited about this, let's let's let everybody uh, let's re- remind everybody rather to tune in to Amazon Prime to watch the latest installment of Lady J. Mm. Oh, wait, right. it didn't happen either. And that was signed, sealed and delivered. No, it, mm. it just it wasn't it, it wasn't a case. Uh, I've seen uh, Cornelius McGillicuddy here. I, like he said, that song, it makes you wonder how bad that show was. It, it We don't know if it was bad. It never got that far. Yeah. Like that, it's I just, mean, they saw that snake eye. They saw that snake eyes movie crash and burn. And they probably just went, you know, uh, we're good. Yeah, I pushed. I pushed hard for the last laugh, 
to be net, I, I assumed Netflix, but it could be anybody now, right? Yeah. Because as great as that is, it's clandestine. It's cloak and dagger, really. Almost all of it takes place in hallways and rooms until the big the big end. Spoiler, you know, underground underground nuclear sub base. But until that very end, you could shoot that thing on a really low budget. And the source material is so good, it wouldn't need much adaptation. And internally, there was almost no interest in pitching that around Hollywood. I don't get it. I never did. I, uh, again, there, we don't know that that project was bad because that project never went anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I maintain that if you're going to get me excited about a a multimedia GI Joe um, uh, uh, project, give me all ages animation. Yeah, you know you want to you want to get kids into your brand. You want to uh, make your adult fans happy. There's there's all kinds of 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 platforms for that sort of thing, and and they. They seem to just insist that GI Joe has to be a live action deal nowadays, and it just, yeah. I just—I don't get that. And gritty mm -hmm. realism. Hey, uh, do me a favor and pop David Allen's comment up here so I can respond. Uh, I really want to see Micronauts animated series. Okay, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh. Make the mask one look good, huh? <laughs> it got it was a lot further along. Like, yeah, you, you didn't want to see that. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Super Saiyan Berserk. That's a new name. Welcome to the show. I think a serious tone Netflix series would be good. I, you know what? In theory, sure. In actual practice, no. Because at, at the end of the day, G.I. Joe is a toy property owned by a toy company. And they're not going to let it get as dark as it would need to be to be a realistic military series right but it doesn't doesn't mean that your animated pitch has to be dumb right it yeah, just can't right. be it just can't be dark dark yeah right right you you can tackle life and death themes you know you can tackle adult adult-ish matter um you know e even the show back in the 80s had dopey plots but there were real life stakes there. Adults acted like adults. It didn't write. It never wrote down to an audience. And if you just took the, yeah. if you took the MacGuffin device of the day element out of it, and gave us a more serialized approach to, to the series as a whole, I, I think that would go a long ways towards uh, bridging the gap to to maybe a skew to a, a more accepting audience between the ages of you know twelve and and fifty. I mean, everybody talks about the comic book back in the day, and yeah, mm. the comic book was written with an element of realism and and things like that. But it was still always appropriate to be. I mean, it was still always a toy and a toy tie-in comic, right? Mm. And, and appropriate to that. I mean, he Larry wrote for you know that eight to fourteen-year-old audience. He just didn't write down to them, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, if, so, if you want to see how to do a cartoon that's going to grab kids and adults, you know, and everybody enjoys it, grows the property, Batman the Animated Series, mm -hmm. or or uh, Avatar, yeah, not not the dopey blue blue uh, cat people. I mean the you know the Last Airbender. Oh yeah, the, the the Shyamalan movie. I love that movie. Yeah, that, that was no one loves that movie. <laughs> 
So, um, I love the twist at the end where the bald kid was really Bruce Willis. <laughs> what a twist! It really wasn't much of a twist. That Bruce yeah. Willis hasn't grown hair of his own in thirty years. No, and it's Shyamalan, so you're like, when's it coming? Oh, there it is. Next news item. Boop boop. And yeah, hey, uh, that uh, that uh, that Tiger Force Dusty and Python Crimson Guardsmen, th those are totally fake. Wait, no, they're actually on shelves in Malaysia. So, so good job there. We told you it was probably probably legit, and now it it appears to be pretty legit. There's there's in hand photos of the Python Crimson Guardsmen making the rounds. It's a very much a real thing, and. Can, I, I was just, I was exhausted by this week. Can I, can I just throw that out there now? I know everybody can probably already guess, but just the overreaction and hyperbole to every single thing this week wore me out. Ugh. Anyways, um, which of these two are you looking forward to the most, Racktime Rob? Oh, uh, gosh. I mean, there's nothing uglier than the, Cobra Crimson Guard, the, the Python Crimson Guard, but you know it's just it's it's so ugly. It's like you know it comes around the other side, <laughs> almost such a bad looking figure. But yet I cannot look away. Yeah, it's it's really what it is. Like Tiger Force Dusty is okay, um, but he doesn't inspire the reaction that that Python Patrol Crimson Guard does. Either you hate him because he's ugly. Or you love him because he's ugly. So but he ugly. But he's ugly. U G L Y. Um, he ain't got no alibi. So I, I think that's that's maybe the winner by default, just because it gets a reaction. Um uh, Jake Rose says, Thanks for going through the hyperbole for me. I I appreciate that, man. It's there's there's weeks when it's tough to get up and do this show, and this week <laughs> is one of those. I, I can't lie to you. But uh, yeah, so this this is a thing, okay? Stop stop giving credence to people that say these aren't a thing. Just my, stop. My favorite thing here is just the uh, the avatar name of the guy. They're Gorilla Pimp Slap. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's fantastic. that deserves a follow just on its own. It's pretty good. That, that, uh, I like of all the sub forces. I like Night Force because it took kind of glaring garish figures and made them cooler in my opinion right the psych outs of the crazy legs and the the python patrol crimson guard is exactly the opposite of that right yeah. it took one of the most beautiful literal not outfits but uniforms of the entire run and just made it god awful let's so, crap this up a little bit ugh. and look at how now i actually like the art but that's you're not Who's buying that because of the art, right? If you were undecided about yeah. G.I. Joe or Cobra and you saw that, are you buying that figure? And then Is you got to turn over the back of the photo and go, I'm blind! Right? Ugh. Not even trying. So, yeah, that's that's that. And uh, next news item. Dude, dude, boo! Hey, look at that. It's Chonky Tank Kitty. That means we've reached the end of the news. Uh, Chonky Tank Kitty and the Meowler are brought to you by the G.I. Joe 3D Printing Podcast. Uh, be sure to stay tuned to them for upcoming Chonky Tank Kitty news. Uh, hopefully, in the next few weeks. Hopefully, I don't. I I, I have a. I owe them an email, so I need to. I need to find out myself. 
Um, but that does bring us to the end of the news. Uh, so uh, hang on for just a second. And we have a message here from our sponsors at Kokomo Toys. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. And, uh... Last week, or last over the last couple of weeks, we've we've gotten the addresses and we've sent out the prizes for the Name Joe's Baby contest. And it occurs to me, uh, after a couple of messages this week, that we never told people what what was won in this contest. So I figured we'd take a minute uh, right now and and announce uh, the winners and what they won in the Name Joe's Baby contest. Uh, our first winner, the first winner that got back to us was, of course, the illustrious Hans Chow. Uh, you can see him now in the live chat. He's there waving to everyone. Uh, he won, as, as for his efforts, five classified figures. He won a bat, uh, a repainted roadblock from Wave 1 with the, the silver, or rather the, like the, the metal play, the metal, metal gun, you know, gun metal uh, highlights. Uh, he got Stalker, he got Tomax, and he got Zaymot. So right there, that's, that's like $120 worth of stuff. That's a good haul right there. Yeah, man. Uh, for, for coming up with a crummy baby name. I, that's, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> that's 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 what you get when you enter contests at what's on Joe Mind, people who didn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh second winner was Cornelius McGillicuddy, and he got the exclusives package, uh, which involved a Cobra Island beachhead and infantry from that first wave of, of target exclusives. Two of the three and three quarter his three tanks uh, with the rip it driver and then a retro classified gung ho. So good haul for Cornelius McGillicuddy on the, the exclusive bandwagon there. Uh, our third winner, Christian McKelvey, he got the, the classified package as well. Uh, that was a bat and roadblock stalker, Tomax and Zaymont. And, and then lastly, our fourth winner was Anthony Houseel, uh, who got a reaction selection, seven figures. Uh, Baroness, a Cobra Snakeling, a Cobra Trooper, a Joe Combat Engineer, Joe Sailor, Joe Trooper, and the public service announcement variant of Mutt with the Hey Yama computer card. Uh, so right there, that's uh, that's $140 worth of stuff. So not bad mm -hmm. for the next time we put together a contest. Maybe, maybe you should all get together and enter because we'll probably be giving away some decent crap. Somebody's winning a Slaughter's Marauders barbecue. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice so uh, th those who play win, and, and those who win, win a lot. Not bad, I think. Thank you to our friends at Kokomo Toys. Uh, thank you to our, our super fan, D. Bache, who, who also supplied some of the, the prizes uh, for that were, that were given away. And uh, just just uh, thank you for 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 playing along and watching with us and and taking part in the lovely event of naming Joe's child. And of course, we know that the actual name of the child will be Mango Habanero. Mm -hmm. And and for the three winners, uh, it, it'll take a little time, but Gray Childs will bring your prizes right to your house with an assortment of cold drinks for you to choose from. That's right. That's right. Because he's that kind of guy. He is. He's got water. He's got soda. He's got beer. Whatever your whatever your favorite. He's the man. 
Yes. That's why he's long poor. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> But uh, so yeah, that was that, and I guess that takes us to a long overdue version of of what we got in. Uh, Rack time, Rob. Uh, we are getting kind of short on time, so try to try to give us the condensed version. Well, all right, it's easy to condense because I didn't get much in. But last week, Indiana oh. Jones and a Nazi and melty face tote, melty tote. face tote. That's Major Arnold Tote, melty face. And then, uh, you know, uh, tomorrow I should have more. But, you know, of course, Falcon and Cover Girl and Outback. Of course, I, I have no idea when those are showing up for me. Mark Weber, what'd you get in? All right, I'm going to go fast because I got a lot. Uh, Hasbro's making little tiny Dinobots. Let me get you in the big window here, Mark. I'm not in the big Oh, they're kind of awesome. And I was always a Dinobot guy. So I approve of this. Digging that. Uh, I think those I got... little tiny Dinobots will make a big Dinobot. Yeah, and they, they go together and make um, form together and make a big Dinobot, so that's pretty cool. All right, so Falcon's here with his lipstick. Mad Marauders Barbecue. Mm, nothing like not using the name of a disappointing group nobody liked very much. Uh, Outback is a great figure. I'm kind of hyped about him, not just because he's a redhead. Uh, Cover Girl. There you go. But the big win, and I, I know I'm... There's people that bag on that cover girl artwork. I love it myself. Yeah. It's it's very uh like almost World War II victory poster kind of ish. Right. So, yeah. I'm, That's I'm the vibe with. I got from it. I like it. I'm down with it. Like I, I do not like the varied art, but this works. And it it's the closest you're gonna get to getting a classified Wolverine. So right. <laughs> enjoy that. Well, unless you get the little tiny one from who's making that? That's Super uh, Seven, right? Super Seven with Gun I know I'm the only one who likes these toys very much, but I think they're fantastic. So I got the diamond uh, Baroness statue. I mean, it's great. I just I just argue with your definition of toy. Oh, it's so good. Like zero points of articulation is not a toy. If only she had one like at the mid torso, so I could pose her differently. <laughs> but only this is friggin' phenomenal. And it sits over to the, just because it's where it is, it sits to the right of my computer in like a cubby hole. Uh, and the light from my desk light shines on it and it just looks sensational. Like if I had a giant toy cabinet behind me, this would be in there and it would look ridiculous. It's a ridiculous figure. Hold on. She, she, intimidates, she intimidates the cat. That's why he hasn't come back. It, it's actually right next to the cat. Yeah. And he hasn't attacked her yet. So that says something, but. This thing kicks ass and it works with the Destro, which I got to find and now get out of the uh, break out of his plastic shell. But Snake Eyes, Baroness, uh, Destro, I've been thrilled with all three. So uh, Jake Rose asks that uh, Mark wants the only articulation to be a brutal chest cut. That's all you need. We're, really? We're I mean, as, as well, long I as mean, you have the cut across the torso, you've got amazing posability. I mean, you did work for the company that pioneered that little innovation a lot of yeah. time. <laughs> and 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 did did I fight against it? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. No, because I wasn't on the team at the time when it happened. It was already done, and once I took over, I had such little tooling or item count that I knew I'd never win that fight. That was right. a library I had to work with, so I did. I never mentioned it, not once. 
when I was at Hasbro because I knew it, it wouldn't go anywhere and got to choose your battles. So. That's, uh, what else you got, Mark? That's it. That's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all it. Right. I uh, like everybody else. I, I got a I got a, a barbecue, but that's that's it. The other the other four figures uh, got sent out separately, and they are orbiting Atlanta, Georgia, somewhere. <laughs> uh, that's the, as according to the the U, uh, UPS or or uh, FedEx uh, tracking site. Don't they, they ship from Pennsylvania? I I don't look, Mark. I don't know what's going on here. I just I just know what the computer tells me, man. I man. just know. It. It's not like they're going to boomerang like slingshot around Saturn, right? In all the sci-fi movies and get that, uh, that what gravitational slingshot. Right. Right. No, none of that. Atlanta doesn't work like that. No. Uh, Obviously you've never driven in Atlanta. Oh, I'm just going to say, unless you're a professional sports athlete trying to get out. Yeah. But what else we got this week? No cheering children. <laughs> no, I said that would have been great, but I was I was pressed for time. I, I, just I suppose saw, we should be glad it wasn't actual porn. I, I saw Mark crumbling into laughter in the little window, and I just <laughs> I thought for sure at the end there was going to be a pop and a bunch of kids going yay. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yes. Yeah, so we got to uh, last week. Uh, we've we've been jumping this number quite a bit lately. Here's number sixty-eight. He's great. Uh, he is complete. His his, his uh, left arm's a little loose, but that's about all that's wrong with him. And I said to myself, "Hey, we're getting right up on that magic number." And then I so I, I that night I'm I'm looking at at eBay, and and what what do I see there on magical eBay? Uh, it is a beachhead for sale from from the illustrious Kevin Watts once again. And now it makes sense. And and there is number sixty nine from Mister Kevin Watts. Uh, helping us out again. There was no no better dealer to go get Beachhead number sixty nine from. Uh, that that was that was like the the powers that run the universe aligning themselves, getting together, and saying, "Hey, Mike, here's here's Beachhead number sixty nine. Kevin's got that for you." Um, he did not send, he did not send any extra gifts this time. Thank goodness, because uh, I. Whew, we that, had to bury the other one in a steel box. And well, I mean, it's, the, the, the deck of cards is still in the bag because I think it's funnier that way. Um, but uh, no, no bonus gifts from Kevin. But uh, frankly, Kevin supplying Beachhead number sixty nine is gift it's enough. enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you can't do it better than that. So uh, that that is that. We are at sixty nine. We are we are uh, we're going to see a jump in that number uh, at some point very soon. But uh, Bart says, uh, "Be funnier if number sixty nine was crotchless." No, man, that's just sad. <laughs> terrible. I assume uh, in, when you have them all stood up, if you don't have Beachhead number sixty nine carrying, I don't even care who she is, Baroness Lady J Scarlet. I mean, let's, really, call, let's call it tombstone position. <laughs> I mean, really, if it's on the Beachhead shelf, it'll probably be number sixty eight. So. 
I mean, Mark looks disappointed by that, but I love it. You know, what what can I tell you? It's funnier that way. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh David Allen says, I like the other version better. Well, the other version's coming back, but we had a we had a gag to do. We had we had shtick. Respect yeah. the gag, Magnum DA. We had a we had a, a tasteless piece of shtick to do, uh, and our show doesn't say doesn't turn those down. We 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 take all of those, tasteless or tasty, hmm. or both. There you go. If a lifetime of watching Mel Brooks movies has taught us nothing, it's don't turn down the cheap easy gag. <laughs> cheap jokes are great jokes. Photo Viper asks, "What is your goal number of beachheads?" And I will say it is high. Mm-hmm. Yes. The correct answer is yes. Correct answer is high. <laughs> when I'm dead. Yeah, we'll 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 know when we get there. But I actually have a bunch of them on the on the desk here right now because I need to go buy a bigger plastic box to keep them in. I don't. I got my my shoes shoe box size box is too full. Got to go. Get needs, a you need some kind of display with stadium seating. Right, so you can. I, I, yeah. the I, I have the I have the stadium rack. I do have like I bought some spice racks just for that, and they're perfect. They're they're nice and you know nice wide base. I got room for for a whole bunch of them, uh, but I don't have a shelf for them. That's the problem. Mm. So, anyways, uh, shout out track time, Rob. Shout out to the studio audience. Thank you again for coming and viewing our bit of nonsense. Hot Mark Weber. I mean, this one's pretty simple, uh, and it's a day late, but happy birthday to Gary Godso. I believe that was yesterday. It, it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. So, got to respect literally the OG. 76 years young. Yeah, the OG. <laughs> Gary Godso. So, happy birthday, Gary. Hope it was great. Uh, and, of course, I don't know if I'm stealing this, but to Joe Colton and, and the cooking baby, that's what's on Joe's mind right now, so. All right, and uh, I will I will reiterate, of course, a, a shout out to Joe Colton uh, for you know she's at home. She's she's it'd be nice if she showed up and and did the live chat, but whatever, whatever. That's all right. Right, that's fine. That's okay. Fine, because there's so much going on on Tuesday night. I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh. <laughs> as we guilt uh, <laughs> shout out to Gary as well that was on my list uh, hopefully we'll see him fairly soon um, double G the OG That's right. right. Uh, shout out to you guys in the, in the audience if you're catching us on replay uh, we love you too shout out to you guys if you're catching us on the audio uh, uh, replay uh, we love you guys too it all counts the same just if you're catching us on audio please take a minute Get yourself over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel there just so we know you're there uh, and can be counted that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's 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 about all we got this week. Uh, remember, if you're catching us on Facebook, give us a thumbs up, give us a heart, give us a little huggy guy because we love little huggy guy. Uh, makes all the algorithms go around. Uh, last week's episode had over a 1,000 views on Facebook, so I don't know what's up with that. Um, uh, give a, If you're catching us on YouTube, uh, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, share us in all of your your various social media circles, be it Twitter or Reddit or whatever places you guys go, because uh, I think we do pretty good work here, even when we're we're jaded and 
and tired of life. And punchy. <laughs> Pun punchy will be later. <laughs> but um, for my co-hosts, Racktime Rob and, and the Honcho Mark Weber, I'm Mike Irizarry. Thanks for joining us here on this episode of What's on Joe Mind. We will be back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. for another episode of the Team Stream. 9.05. 9.05, yes. Uh, Just right following after, Atlanta Braves baseball. After uh, after the next week's uh, <laughs> encore presentation of the Beastmaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> With special guest host Pete Van Weeren. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, stay tuned for Roadhouse. <laughs> And be nice until it's time not to be nice. Until it's time to not be nice. As our friend Vagon likes to say, uh, stay safe. And if you can't be careful, have a great rest of the week, everybody. Yo, Joe.